Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. We got a very special episode. And frankly, if you like cookies, this is the right episode for you. I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. (laughs) But before we get into exactly why I'm mentioning cookies and all that fun jazz, Kristen, Jesse, how are we doing? Uh, How has your week been? How's your day going? All good, that. good. Week has been good. I laid out by the pool today, which was like incredible and amazing. And I needed that hour of just pool relaxation. So it was a great hour. <laughs> I spent that hour that's, texting that's Jesse cool. Amazon finds. So it probably yeah. not as relaxing as did that too. <laughs> to be. But yeah, just another busy week. Another busy week. Yeah, just a, just another fun day in the neighborhood. If there's one thing I've learned about Jesse, it's that if the temperature gets below 70 degrees in Orlando, Florida, it's like the world is ending. So yeah. she really enjoys her sunshine and she likes Florida for a reason. It was but 86 today and I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is swimsuit weather. And it was It was really nice incredible. today. It wasn't humid. It was like nice yeah. breeze. Yeah, it, it was, was really nice today. I know. It, it absolutely was, but <laughs> we're going to jump right into this episode because it's a super exciting episode for a number of reasons. Uh, but first of all, I do want to mention, as I always do, that this episode is fully sponsored and brought to you by Mickey Travels, and we will get into and talk more about them later on, as we always like to. But let's jump right in. I'm Jared, that's Chris, and that's Jesse, and of course, our guest is Steve Lewis, and why is that important, guys? Well, let me tell you. Because Steve Lewis is the owner and creator of the extremely popular Gideon's Bakehouse. Uh, Lewis opened Gideon's in its first... Yeah, Jesse came with props. So uh, Lewis opened Gideon's in its first location at East End Market within Orlando back in 2016 with one employee, an $800 budget, and a dream... Within weeks of opening, that little 286-square-foot bakery was being called Best Cookies in Orlando and also the United States and, frankly, planet Earth with publications ranging from the New York Times to the Boston Globe, Sports Illustrated, Delish.com, and countless more. In June of 2020, Gideon's Bakehouse announced its first flagship location in Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort, opening with such a grand reception that wait times to gain entry reach 12 hours, as he puts it, with one giant leap. All the doors are now open for the future. Steve, thank you so much for joining the episode. We really appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Of course. So we're going to get right into it. We have lots of questions for you. And and frankly, we just want to know before we get into questions about cookies to be honest uh (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself like what did you do before Gideon's and how did the passion for for baking and and getting into this career sort of come about wow that's uh, that's starting off with a doozy because I'm not sure I could even remember who I was before Gideon's Bakehouse it's all foggy three or four weeks uh past everything beyond that is, is is a little bit of a haze uh but uh but no I'm 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 just a nobody that that likes to bake, uh, and uh, I, I joke that I'm an overachieving home baker. It's really as simple as that. Uh, but uh, but I, I started my my little life uh, as a as a musician. I'm a I'm a, a classically trained guitar and piano and a vocal music major. And baking wow. has always been my hobby. 
So I started baking when I was uh, young. I, I, the, the first thing my, my friends will point out that I, I started working on when I was maybe 10 years old was a banana chocolate chip muffin uh, was, okay. was my first concoction. Uh, and then I started working on cookies uh, as a young teenager and I spent 15 years tinkering with my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Uh, I, I bake when I'm sad, so anybody that knows anything about Gideon's knows that the secret ingredient are my tears. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I listen to the carpenters and bake. That's my vibe. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, uh, it's always just been something that I've done as a stress hobby. Uh, but, uh, after about a decade of doing music, I had a bot surgery on my left hand, which caused me to retire from music. Uh, so I decided to work on what was my second childhood goal of opening up, up a comic book shop. So that's when I arrived in Central Florida, uh, intent on opening up a shop that specialized in comics and Japanese animation, which at the time was a brand new thing yeah. uh, here in the United States. And uh, it ended up being this really cool, uh, I'd say ahead of its time, uh, art gallery slash comic shop called Uberbot in Winter Park. Uh, and it was there that I started gifting people the cookies at the art shows and uh, people started freaking out on me, telling me, oh, you've got to sell these, you've got to open up a bakery, uh, which was, you know, just funny for me. It was never yeah. an intention. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the 2008 crash hit. Uh, I lost everything, lost my house, uh, lost every penny that I had, and I started selling cookies out of my kitchen uh, just to make a couple bucks, you know, a little side hustle. Wow. Uh, and then eventually I got asked to do the pop-up at Easton Market. Uh, as you noted in the intro, I had $800 to my name at the time and uh, yeah. uh, opened up and it was crazy ever since. And, and it's just, it's, my life has been madness, madness. You know, I'm not going to lie. We have a whole list of questions, but that was a really amazing story. And one thing I have to ask you before we jump into a lot of things is, is like, knowing where you came from there and knowing that whole journey from, you know, obviously point A to point B to point C to point D, like there's, there's obviously a lot of steps along that journey you just talked about. Like, did you ever, as I mentioned in the intro, like Gideon's, anybody who knows Disney now knows you got to get in line for Gideon's early or you got to get the virtual queue. Like yeah, yeah. Gideon's is not just popular, Steve. It is, it is an absolute powerhouse. So uh, did you ever thinking back to like going, like having people tell you like, Hey, sell some of your cookies to now having hours and hours and hours of wait times. Like, what does that, what does that feel like to you now? Like, how does it feel sort of reflecting back on such a journey like that? I mean, I will be honest and tell you that when I first thought about the possibility and the Eastern market opportunity came to light, I was unsure that the six cookies that I had, and that was my entire recipe with a, a few cakes, would pay the bills. Uh, and, and how long can I sustain that interest? So there was a lot of uh, insecurity, a lot of imposter syndrome you know, that you deal with in those early stages. Not really, I mean, I've never run a restaurant before. I'm a music major that had a comic shop. When I did learn a ton of lessons you know, doing that, yeah. But the restaurant business is, is a whole different world, just from a, a certifications, you know, encoding point yeah, of view. Yeah. Uh, but the beauty of East End Market is it's Orlando's original food hall. So I was surrounded by a lot of support. And 
on that very, very first day of the pop-up, the lines were down the sidewalk. I sold out of what I thought was three weeks worth of dough uh, by one o'clock on the first day. Oh my gosh. And from that moment forward, the, the vision of what Gideon's is and can be just really solidified in my brain. And I've just been very steadfast on that path since that very first day of the pop-up. That's crazy. Yeah. So from going from the pop-up to actually actually getting your brick and mortar, you know, it is kind of a brick and mortar, but sure. you're in East End Market all the time now. How did you start with that? Uh, it, it was unexpected, but I think yeah. within the first few days of the pop-up, East End had offered me a permanent, a permanent space there. Of course, uh, you had to line up the door. <laughs> and there was a bakery there previously that had retired, and I was in a space that was already set up to be a bakery. Mm. And I remember the first challenge being, do I keep this existing space and save the money because everything's here? Or do I tear it all down and create Gideon's Bakehouse? And yeah. I will tell you that every single person that I know, minus maybe one or two people, uh, and even other business people around were telling me, do not waste the money trying to theme this little space. Nobody's going to care. They're here for the cookies. Uh, oh, so I tore God. it all down. <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember making $30,000 in profit in that first, in the pop-up in those few weeks. And I spent $29,700 building the space out to what it looks like now. So when I opened as a brick and mortar, I had $300. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, it was, it was crazy, but it was always important. Like I said, on that very first day, the vision of what I thought Gideon's should be was solidified in my head. And it was my job and continues to be my job to, to move that vision forward mm. step by step. Sometimes a giant step, sometimes a baby step. Yeah. I mean, the artwork that you guys have, the way that you have all the books, that whole little shop. I mean, your Disney Springs location is absolutely stunning also. But the original East End Market just gives me different feels. And it's yeah. so more homey. I love just walking into there and just looking behind you guys while you're, you know, they're baking and they're pulling out all their cookies and they're, you know, they're crazy busy now, but just like watching them do what they do is absolutely incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, there used to be a time where every single thing happened in that little 286 square foot space, which was ab imagine. absolutely bananas. So we had a night crew that would come in and, and work till four o'clock in the morning to get everything prepped. Uh, and, and we would, you know, open, sell out. It was hard to keep stocked. Those were back in the days where, you know, even with a limit of six per person, yeah, I would sell out of every single thing that I could possibly store in my little space, you know, by mid afternoon. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember because my wife would send me on missions <laughs> up to East End Market yeah. to get cookies. And if I didn't get up there at a, like before noon, then I wasn't getting the cookies. So right. I'd, I'd end up like, oh man, do I tell her that I didn't get the cookies she wanted? Do I just like buy some backups here? I just got to get whatever's left over. I no, that's, that's, it's, it's awesome. I still have that anxiety for the monthly releases. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be out of the monthly cookie. I need the monthly cookie. I still get a lot wow. of emails that are like two o'clock in the afternoon that says, I'm heading to East End. Are you sold out of cookies yet? Like, We're okay. I, I've got I've got 168 more employees than I did, uh, you know, right. back in the day where I was selling out uh, uh, oh, that yeah. quickly. So we're, yeah. we're okay. No, I still that anxiety is still there for sure. Sure. <laughs> we need the cookies. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry for that anxiety. I didn't mean to do okay. it. That's okay. 
that's okay. I mean, they're worth it. So it was fine. It, I just had to out. get my booty up in the morning, which is also very hard for me. But I had to get to Gideon's to get the cookies. It's just that's how it worked. <laughs> Um, we've had you know, uh, we've had situations where people would literally break down in tears that the the, the cookie that they wanted was not available, oh no. and I would very politely ask them to harvest those tears from the cookies. <laughs> yeah. It's recycling. Just yeah. bottle them and yeah. hand them back. Please. Um, what was your vision for Gideon's? How did you get that vision? I mean, I mean, if you were to crack open my brain, it would look like Gideon's. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's very much. I mean, you're you're looking at the back of my house right now, and it's yeah, you know, it's a, it's a comfortably ominous little little space, which is yeah. how I roll. I love uh, it. I thought you were recording in Gideon's at first. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. is he is he in this shot? So my right now? Like, when I before I opened up the original Gideon's, I was living in a little old, uh, very old house in College Park, and it it looked like Gideon's. Like all the stuff that's in East End Market was in my house uh, wow. at, at that space. So I just emptied out my house to create the the theme and decor of that space. Uh, this go. house is a wow. little bit different vibe, but uh, but the the same <laughs> the same the same feel and more cats. I love it. More, more cats. More cats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I have a question. You touched on it a little bit, um, but were cookies always the main passion? You mentioned, you know, banana chocolate muffins. You guys do cake slices, which are like a huge, you know, I'm always shocked when I go like I'm online and you have people for the first time and they comment on these giant <laughs> cake slices like they can't believe what they're seeing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So this big. What was like, do you have a favorite? Like, was it always cookies was the the thing? No, I, I when I first opened, I, I thought that I could grow into having cinnamon rolls in the morning and just a whole cannolis and a whole bunch of just different full service bakery. I'm a pastry, uh, you know, obsessed Ooh. kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, but the the universe uh, did not allow for such a thing. No. The community wanted cookies. So a lot of how Gideon's yeah. shaped uh, uh, was formed by those early reactions of what like it took me years for people to care about the cakes. And I kept yeah. pushing and pushing and I. I I kept cake slices there, even though they they moved very slowly, and I didn't have to make a lot of cakes. Uh, now it's it's madness. Like we we sell out of cakes at, at both locations before the end of the day every day. There's yeah. not enough space to 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 store the the cake slices, but we got the cookies down uh, pretty hard. And then I've always wanted to pair the cookies with cold brew. Mm. Uh, I'm not a milk and cookies kind of guy. I find that to be pretty boring, and milk honestly just grosses me out. So uh, uh, yeah. I, I liked the flavor profile matching of like a triple chocolate cookie with a peanut butter cold brew. Mm -hmm. uh, so it just so essentially gummy. turned into cookies, cake, and cold brew. <laughs> but if you're, if you're super, super old school uh, in the community and I delivered cookies to you, you have a, a, a business card that has the OG Gideon's logo on it. Uh, and Thank then it, it says like cookies, cakes, pies... Like it's a real, real old one. It has different things yeah. on it that I ended up never doing. Cheesecakes, I love making cheesecake, oh, wow. but it's just too time consuming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, now that you're a friend of the podcast, I'm gonna be emailing you about cannolis <laughs> and Cinnabons because I love cannolis and Cinnabons and I'm obsessed with Gideon. So the idea of a Gideon's Cinnabon? type of cannoli, yeah. Man, Sounds I'm so going to be coming into the shop and I'm going to be like, hey, remember the podcast? You got any cannolis so, back there? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from New York yeah. originally, so cannolis, I take it seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i up from up near Boston mm -hmm. and on the north end of Boston, there's uh, 
very famous spots with cannolis. Yeah, are you Mike's Pastry or Modern Pastry? Which one do you go to? Uh, you know, when I was younger, Mike's was always the spot. That's what everyone tells you to yeah. go to. But as I got older, I liked Modern, so I'm going to be honest. Yeah, Modern but has the best know, black and white cookie I've ever had in my life. I love it. They're they're pretty incredible. It's see, this is amazing. You're like a fan of like other city bakers. Oh, I you love gotta, food. You know like stuff. I, I uh, I'm not a competitive person at all, and 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 it, I think it enriches my life because yeah. I love. I love hearing about what everybody else is doing. And Central Florida, I, I think, is an awesome food community and that we're not competitive at all. Like, we all love each other's social medias. We show up at each other's bakeries. We support each yeah, other. Yeah. You know, I, I, Lord knows how many times I've talked about how much I love the hummingbird cake uh, at Sister Honey's <laughs> yes. uh, or the matcha croissants at uh, Buttermilk Bakery. Like, there's so much great stuff. We Like, a part of the reason why I don't do vegan stuff is because I want everyone to go to Valhalla. Mm -hmm. They're the original vegan bakery. I'm not going to outdo them. They've got so much experience. They do great work. Go support them. They're right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I love that. I, mean, I love that in our community. Well, I think that's amazing. But I, I do have to ask you, you know, Speaking of Boston, the Boston Globe uh, recognized your chocolate chip cookie as uh, among the top seven cookies in the nation, which is obviously a pretty big thing to say. But beyond that, you've been um, recognized by multiple uh, global publications. What has that been like uh, for you? And, and was there any specific review or publication that really you know, caught your eye and, and maybe gave you that extra feeling of like, oh, okay, no, like... I'm, people aren't just messing with me. They really do like these cookies after yeah. all. Uh, so the only one that stands out was the first one was the Boston Globe. And that's probably because they showed up when I was a pop up and I didn't understand that I had to have my hair hidden back then because I have a mop of long hair under here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I had my hair down and I'm serving cookies and they referred to me in the article as cookie Jesus. Uh, and it, that, that took me a while to live down. So I remember yeah. that one, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I do not like that kind of recognition. I don't like yeah. being identified as the best. There is no such thing as the best. So you say a top seven cookies in the United States, who on earth has had every cookie in the United States yeah. to be able to determine that? <laughs> That's true. And yeah. everyone's palate is completely different. So whose palate has decided what the best is? Food is our art is subjective. So I'm not a fan of food labels, uh, uh, of, of best of lists, of people that give the food they've eaten a number rating, yeah. which is just yeah. weird to me. I always want to respond when someone gives like one of my cookies a... 8.2. I'm like, what's the point two mean? How did you come to that number? Uh, but also, like I tell people all the time, they ask me, like, what's your favorite cookie? It changes all the time. There's a, a, I think food and, and dessert especially is there to feed an, the emotional state of the day. Yeah. And we're emotional creatures. Our emotions change every day. So there's going to be a day where I want that banana bread chocolate chip cookie because it, mm. it reminds me of that little version of me that I hold so dear. Yeah. Uh, there's emotional days I want that all the chocolate with the triple chocolate. Uh, yeah. You know, if I'm feeling like a kid, I, I love the peanut butter too with the with the peanut butter uh, buttercream dip. Uh, so there's there's a there's a cookie to meet the mood. And I don't like people boxing themselves in. I like this. I don't like that. It, it, right. Yeah. Be fluid. Be, be water, my friends. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. What made you make like this huge, you know, half pound cookie instead of like the thin cookies? 
Uh, thin cookies already existed. Mm. Giant so? thick <laughs> cookies didn't. So there was no place. Like I, I, when I started working on that, I mean, I'm, I'm, this was a long time ago, but there was yeah. no place to get. Yeah. There was no such thing as a half pound cookie. It, yeah. it didn't exist, as, to my knowledge, like, anywhere in the world. There wasn't an internet to look for those kind of things. It's half a giant the size cookie. of my head. It's yeah. so good, though. But they're huge. They are huge. It uh, takes a few sittings. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe. <laughs> Depends on the Depends. person. Depends. Yeah, yeah. Depends on a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I joke that I can't eat an entire cookie anymore unless you put a scoop of ice cream on top, oh. and then I'm going to go into the cookie and ice cream in, in seconds. Uh, but uh, I, originally the cookie was a, ha a quarter pound cookie oh, okay. and, uh, and before Gideon's pop-up started, I was invited to go on television to talk about the cookies. I think they got a kick out of the way that I looked. I didn't look like a baker. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, my hair was always down. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I got on TV and I thought, Oh, I need to make the cookies a little bit bigger for television so that they really pop on the camera. And oh I did gosh. and they look great. But then the guilt set in, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now I can't open with a smaller cookie. So I, I retooled my recipe in the last seconds to be an all, what I call an almost half pound cookie. The toppings on top are, yeah. are not all the same right. in weight. So of it's going to vary. Some go a little bit over, some go a little bit under, uh, but it, it, it the original idea when I was younger is that I just wanted to, uh, to try to figure out how to make a cookie that maintained that feeling of cookie dough in the middle mm. of the cookie, but to make it deceptively baked. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Uh, it's not like anyone else's cookie recipe that I've ever seen. There's a lot of Gideon's copycat recipes out there, yeah. and I love to see it, yeah. but none of it's anywhere close because I don't know what I'm doing. So I came... <laughs> at it from a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah. And it took me a long time to get the cookie to appear like it's not fully baked, but have it fully baked. And I, right. one of the, you know, people will argue with me that my cookie is not baked. Like, Ooh. no, it is. No, it it's is. not. I've had cookies my whole life. And <laughs> I can tell, like, trust me. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason why we're different. Put them you know, in the it's oven not, the, it's not the same old thing. I know, don't put right? them in the, don't put them in the oven. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. I, I, we we have some new packaging coming out, and there's instructions on the on the inside of the box, and it says, it? it says no no because I don't want you to warm it. Room temperature right, yeah. is what's up. Yeah, uh, and it says on there no microwaves. It will bring shame to you and your family. <laughs> I love that. That's great. And I'll probably show up at your front door going, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" <laughs> No what about way. like packaging them in like the freezer or the fridge? What are your mm. thoughts on that? So the fr uh, the fridge will slowly dry Asking out. Asking for a friend. Yeah, no, the freezer is great. Like <laughs> it, if you if you bring that cookie home and you put it in that freezer, it it, uh, it locks it in time. And then if you take it out, let it sim sit at room temperature, it's going to go back to pretty close to the way it was when you put it in. Yeah, if, that's if what you we seal do. it properly. He told me that when I met yeah. him in 2018. Why yeah, I like I've freezer. I've tested it. Like I've I have I, I've my my freezer died and everything that was in it uh, I had to throw out. But I had oh. I had the entire history of Gideon's cookies in a freezer <laughs> that probably would not be healthy to to, oh. to eat after all the the, the decade of of, uh, of tinkering. But but yeah, uh, it, I've tested 2016 it. Twenty sixteen Gideon's cookies. Yeah, I, they they existed, and I'm sure they still exist out there somewhere. People I'm all sure. the time will, they they'll post Instagram posts of them eating a cookie that I haven't released in a year, and they're like, I yeah. just took it out of the freezer. It's out of the freezer. I know. <laughs> That's funny. How That's long great. does it typically last in the freezer? Is there a timeline? 
So uh, I am obligated by law to tell you three months. Got it. Got it. Mine have lasted <laughs> a year and they've been delicious. Yeah, and mine have lasted like seven. So <laughs> it's still delicious. <laughs> and I'm still standing. So Me you know. too. <laughs> I love it. How do you choose like the monthly flavors now obviously like the holiday i know for valentine's day we just had like a lot of chocolate Mm -hmm. cherry stuff but like what is the thought process where does that it's really simple it's whatever i feel like eating Mm. nice yeah that's That's amazing Uh, oh yeah gideon's is is unashamedly my palate so like i I, if i'm in the mood and i'm like oh we haven't had this cooking in a while i really want it it goes on the schedule we start production and we have to think a little bit more in advance now yeah because uh it takes a while to get the level of ingredients that we need. Uh, one of the problems that I've run into is I'm very specific about the ingredients that I use. So if I like, I use a guitar chocolate, white chocolate chip, it's my favorite of the white chocolate chips. I'm not going to swap it for Hershey. It's going to be a different flavor profile. Right. Uh, so if I, if I run out of guitar, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and I've done that. So we've had instances where we've depleted the entire United States of the stock of a single ingredient. Uh, so we have to be more mindful and careful, uh, yeah. which isn't necessarily my strength of thinking that far in advance. I, right. I, I, sh- I, I, my team knows that I think short term and I think long term and everything in the middle is. B- uh, so that's their, their job is to protect the middle. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Everyone yeah, needs I'm help. The, I'm the bookend. Yeah. yeah. I'm the bookend, yeah, the Gideon's bookend, the, the team is the center of your plan needs yeah. to mm-hmm. be right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, obviously a huge reason why we wanted to have you on is your guys' popularity in Disney Springs. I mean, this is this is Mickey blog. We cover the Disney news and all things Disney, but Gideon's has now become very synonymous with a lot of Disney trips out there. So, you know, what what was that transition like? How did that first come about? Uh, I guess, you know, um, how were you first approached and how did that partnership sort of come about to, to bring that location to Disney Springs? Uh, it was a it was a long process. Uh, and I will honestly tell you that I n- thought at first I never wanted to do another bakery at all. That Gideon's at East End was enough to sustain me for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love being a little hidden secret in Central Florida, uh, but I'm also a creative brain, and creative brains will suffer depression without a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so growth mm-hmm. uh, had to happen beyond the 286-square-foot little space. Yeah. Why Disney appealed to me is because the desserts for Gideon's, to me, is just one part of the experience. Uh, uh, if it if it were just the desserts, I would not have torn the old bakery space down to create a feeling, an atmosphere, a sense of escapism. Uh, I want to tell a story. And no place in Central Florida or globally is better to create a sense of escapism than being in Disney. It's baked into the fabric of who they are, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. So it made sense when I started thinking about the vision of what I wanted Gideon's to be at this next step, being in a plaza in central Florida with my theme and feel would not have that same instant magic that it it does being at Disney Springs and Disney Springs is a great place for food. I, I just love what they're doing out there. 
but I wanted more representation of local business. So yeah. the best way to do that is to push to, to, to do it f yourself. So the local business that did exist out there is the Plight Pig. The Petrekis brothers okay. uh, started Delicious. the Ravenous Pig here in, in Winter Love Park and are uh, some pioneers of small business here in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. And when they, uh, before they originally opened, they asked me to do their dessert menu uh, because I had become pretty popular uh, pretty quick but I only had one employee at the time. I was, I think, maybe open for three months when they asked me wow. that. Uh, and I had to say no. But I also am not a wholesaler. Uh, so it, 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 it was an exciting ask, but not something that is the direction that I want to go in. But when the, the seed was planted in my brain to go out to Disney, I got tactical. And the way that I did that was I, I, ha I let the polite pig have my chocolate chip cookie is a secret menu item. I remember that. Uh, and I baked it, delivered it, packaged it. Uh, and my hope was that it would create some lines and some buzz on Disney property that would get their attention. And the very first day the cookie was out there, the Disney food blog uh, posted a picture of the cookie in front of the polite pig sign and proclaimed it one of the best things to eat on Disney property. And weeks later, I was sitting down at a table talking to Disney. Wow. There you go. So <laughs> that's the short answer. Four years later, things worked out, you know, in the way that I wanted it to. I didn't want to have a kiosk. I know I'm a nobody. And to get a space like I have is a, Hercule a Herculean. I can't even say that. <laughs> say it for me. Her Herculean. You Herculean. Herculean. Thank you. Herculean. Wow. I can't say that word either. Herculean. Thank you. It's yeah. not a word that I say on the regular, but it's appropriate word for, for the, the moment. So my brain is, is not going to do it. Uh, but anyway, it, was, it wasn't easy. That's the easier way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh, but it was a great adventure, uh, great memories, a huge challenge is a wonderful growth opportunity for the human condition. You know, and I, I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that, that Disney has given me I mean, taking a chance on, on somebody as small as me. Uh, but it worked out, I think. Yeah. Oh, it definitely did. You know, it's funny um, you mentioned the Play Pig because on a side note, my two favorite places at Disney Springs are Gideon's and the Play yep. Pig because, in my opinion, those offer the best quality. And I, I bring... When I have family or friends in town and I'll bring them to Disney Springs and be like, yeah, I'm going to show you some good food. A lot of times they're like, we're going to a theme park <laughs> place. Like, what do you mean? There's not a bunch of good food. And I'm like, no, 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 hold <laughs> on. Is. Wait till you eat the barbecue here. Or wait till you have the cookies mm -hmm. here. And it's, it's great that you guys are finding that success. And I have another question for you, and I'm super excited about it. Frankly, I, I assigned this question to myself. <laughs> and Sorry, Kristen and Jesse. Uh, but before I do, I do want to mention, as we always mention on the podcast, that the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney, and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. So, Steve, the thing that I'm most excited to talk to you about... Believe it or not, my it's cats. Not even, you want to talk about my cats? It's, it's I'll talk yeah, about it, your cats. It's it's not even your cookies. I, so I'll be honest. I wasn't a big coffee drinker, and I came around to start drinking coffee last year. My wife 
you know, and previously my girlfriend, like she, she just always used to be like, how, how are you living without like having coffee yeah, in the morning or having question. cold brew or iced coffee? That. Yeah. It, it, at now looking back now, I think I'm crazy, but be, but regardless, um, I'm not going to lie. I still remember the first time I had that peanut butter cold brew and it like dramatically like shifted my, my whole idea on what an iced coffee could taste like. And I've, I've since brought family, friends, siblings, just everybody to go have the cold brew. And I'm not going to lie. I've had almost every other flavor. In my opinion, nothing comes close to the peanut butter. That's just my opinion. But again, as we've talked about, food is subjective and everybody likes what they like, but Either way, how did that come about? Because you didn't you didn't sell uh, that at East End Market. You didn't have the coffee. And he still and I, doesn't. I remember. I, I used to go I there. I wish that it was there because Disney Springs know, line is so long. It's so much longer, but they have the cold brew, so you know. have to go to the Disney Springs one. So yeah, we need answers, Steve. That's really what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I get a lot of grief over uh, over the, the the people that just want coffee at Disney Springs. When are you going to put a coffee window? I'm like, let me get my yeah. hammer. <laughs> Uh, it's, I wish it were all that simple. Uh, and the, the reason why there's no, uh, coffee at East end is because lineage is there at East end. And I have no desire yeah. to take away from the beauty of, of their, their right. business. They're, they're great. Uh, Which is coffee also, yeah, lineage is fantastic. I love their yeah, coffee. Yeah. We use their bean in the, in the coffee. So they're, they're, there they're great. Go. Uh, so I, I'm really happy to hear you say that. Uh, it's, it, it is music to my ears because that was so much the goal for me with coffee. <laughs> Uh, and your journey is mine, my friend, because I did not drink coffee when I started working on my first attempt at coffee and understanding coffee. And it, that was the peanut butter cold brew. I spent seven years tinkering on that. Wow. I worked with a little peanut wow. farm in Georgia that worked with me to try to help me understand what roast would be best and how much fat content I wanted in the peanuts. Uh, simultaneously, I'm trying to learn about what makes a good bean, uh, and combine those two things together. So I tinkered with it on and off for uh, for a long time. And then when it came time to do Disney, uh, I, I saw that as an opportunity to swing back around and, and, and go into the coffee again, uh, because yeah. I love the pairing of coffee and cookies. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's heaven to me. Uh, so I started working with Lineage because they have experience in that and they're my neighbors and friends. They're, they're absolutely, stunning people they're so good and so obsessed with coffee so I, I needed to learn not only uh more about how to produce coffee beyond my kitchen uh, uh but how to make you know 600 cups of it a day and i worked with lineage for a year almost a year figuring out how to do it for really reals yeah. and not in my Vitamix. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and it was hard. I, I, I've said before that I, I think there were a few times like Jared, the, the, one of the owners of lineage will probably tell you that they wanted to tell me to just kiss off uh, <laughs> at, at some point. Cause I'm so like, I, I'm very part, I think part, part of why getting as successful as I'm uncompromising in every single level uh, it, it's there's no mediocrity is my enemy. There's no such thing as, Oh, that'll be okay. Mm, it's yeah. gotta be what it's meant to be. But what was really interesting about that relationship and that process throughout the year is I do not really drink coffee. I'm not, I, I, I don't drink hot drinks. I don't drink black coffee. I'm not 
the coffee purist that a lot of people like your wife might have been when you weren't, you know, that, 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 that kind of uh, relationship. So it was really interesting to have people in the room that were the most hardcore coffee people. And then someone like me, that's just kind of breaking into that world and finding that perfect middle where a non-coffee drinker was like, Oh, I like this. But also the coffee people were like, Oh, this is fun. This is good. And I think that's yeah. the, the, the strength of Gideon's cold brew offerings is it's the, it, it meets both the, the, the needs of both worlds. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, probably one of the hardest things that I've managed to, to pull off in, in my lifetime. So uh, I, I'm really happy with how the, the cold brews have come out. I, 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 it's one of my favorite things is, is coming up with something new to pair with a, a new cookie. Mm. But I the peanut butter that. is extra special to me, so I'm I'm more than okay with you saying that that one by far is your favorite. <laughs> yeah, I I seriously like I love. I mean, the blog the blog that we work for we we basically cover all the new Gideon's offerings mm-hmm. every yeah. single time. Every month, every we'll month. Put it all over our yeah, it's all over our social media, and we write stories and reviews on it. But either way, um, lots of times I've I'll go out of my own way to try like if there is a new cold brew flavor whether it was the french toast one and and obviously I oh, I, I, I love oreos so I love yeah. I love the cookies and cream mm-hmm. cookies so I wanted to try the cookies and cream cold brew and stuff but I've tried every single one and just I can't I I can't <laughs> shake like the peanut butter cold brew like I I'm not yeah. now every time I go there even when I've like convinced myself like all right Jared you're going to extend your palate. You're going to try one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I get up to the counter and this nice Gideon's worker's looking at me and I just order the cold brew and I get it without ice because I don't, I'm, you know, I just, you I don't, don't want to, I don't want to have the ice melt and ruin it. Uh, and I always get a regular chocolate chip cookie. Like I, I'm going to yeah. be honest, I'm it's boring. A, it's a great pairing. Like, that's though. how I am. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's how I get That's that, what that, that was combo built to, is what I like. Yeah. That was how it was built to be. Is uh, is the those yeah. two together? Although I will say the banana bread chocolate chip cookie and the peanut butter cold brew is a is a mm. pretty stellar. That that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the pistachio one. That's my that's my go to with that's, the peanut butter. That's the locals. Cookie. That's the locals cookie. Like yeah. all the locals, that I that's their it. first uh, the, their first addiction is pistachio toffee chocolate chip. That is yep. Sure. That's my first addiction. My fiance's yeah. first addiction. Chocolate chip is good, but just the pistachio one, I don't know what it is. I I, I think what it really is that works for that cookie, and I think it's the best representation of what a Gideon's cookie is, is it's the the perfect balance of sweet, salty, soft, and crunchy. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I love it. Well, I'm um, glad you. I'm glad you enjoy that one. I do. Cookies and cream, I, not so much. I, I, well, I have six cookies in my freezer right now, so I just kind of pick and choose one randomly and yeah. see what it is because I put different oh, ones fun. in there and I don't label them. All right. So <laughs> I never know what I'm getting, but that is my favorite. Um, that and the orange. I love your orange cookie. So 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 good. Yeah, this this Stuart Valencia's cookie. That's also He's one my of my favorite. favorite cold brews. The 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 uh, the chocolate orange uh, cold so brew. So good. Really Ugh. really refreshing in the in the summer. Yep, I know. I look forward to that one every year. That's my favorite. I like that one, and that was the first cookie that was released with a story that had a character attached to it. So Stuart is very Aww. special to me. The boy with the the orange head. That's a cautionary yep. tale of you are what you eat. 
I was just telling Jared that you have all these characters, they all have stories, and he was like, what? And I was like, you don't know that the cookies have characters I, and stories? I'm apparently lame. I'm not as big of a Gideon's fan as I thought I was. Apparently because not. I just, look, I go in there and I, it's very cool inside, but my focus is literally get a chocolate chip <laughs> cookie and a peanut butter cold brew and just get out of there and enjoy it as quickly as possible. And that's fine. I, it's... I'm a simple person, and frankly, I was the same way at East End Market, mm -hmm. and again, I would go there if I wasn't such a coffee fan now. Now that I love coffee as much as I do, I, know. I it's like, it's one of those coffees where, like, I get upset when it's gone. Like, like visibly, I'm like, I don't Are you the one that's crying? Now. Like, this is frustrating. Are you online crying because they don't have what you want? Yes, always. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm one of those yeah. people. I love yeah. it. I've got to. I've got to start a service like... where you can mail in the tears. <laughs> yes, we, you like, a, like, like a special Gideon's vial yes. that we send to your house, and you can collect Just it for us. Collect it. I like this. I and like then, this idea. That's great. And then your artist is also amazing. He creates oh, all your great. characters. Yep, Mr. Eyes. He's fantastic. Um, do you have a favorite character, and how did he get involved with Gideon's? Uh, Stuart is is my baby because he was the okay. first. Uh, but again, I'll relate to different characters in different ways. Like I, yeah. I really wanted to do a, a tribute to Maurice Sendak, the creator of Where the Wild Things Are. Okay. So I, I I asked Mike to to draw a, a butterscotch, the 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 little girl with the 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 uh, werewolf pajamas. Yeah, I love her a lot. I love Signore Pipistrello. Uh, I'm Italian. He's my Italian bat. Uh, uh, Morning Joe, I, I, he, he's just, he's got such a vibe that, that yeah. I, I love, uh, I, I, I love them all. Uh, yeah. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, my original uh, attempt at small business was that little comic shop, Sasha Art Gallery. Yeah. And, uh, and I met Mike uh, at the Megacon. He had a little booth and he was showing off his art. And I asked him if he wanted to have his first art show at Uberbot. And uh, we've just been fast friends, uh, you know, in the early days and, and been stuck side by side ever since. I, I love him uh, uh, to, uh, to the moon and back. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have a lot of fun making each other laugh, like coming up yeah. with, with the stories behind these characters and what a character should possibly be uh, yeah. in, 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 in the coming months. And sometimes it... It's just something we want to do. It doesn't have to be connected to a, a, a specific cookie at all. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, some, some of them really have a much broader story to tell that we're excited to tell for the people that want to take that extra step. I, I, when, I, when I first opened Gideon's, I wanted to... Uh, the, the name Gideon's comes from an old book, cookbook, that I found that had a little a kid that was writing in it named Gideon. He was writing in it because he wanted to be a, a baker when he grew up. And there were little doodles in that book. Uh, so I always thought it would be cool to have stories, like pages of a story hidden in all the Gideon's boxes that you can collect yeah. and start to put your story together. But that's crazy expensive. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. So uh, the, the, the secondary thought was to hide trading cards in the boxes that tell the yeah. story of, of each individual character that kind of... Uh, leaves the door open for us to bring it together in the future. So uh, I look forward to the that kind of growth for, for us and, and the, the lore and the storytelling uh, just as much as I do with uh, the desserts. So future plans, we can maybe see some kind of book, maybe coloring book? Oh, coloring book would be awesome. Yeah, be so, sure. It would be so fun. 
Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff we want to do. Uh, we are a tiny art department. It's pretty much just just Mike and I that that deal with all of this uh, right now, and it's always yeah. just overwhelming because uh, I've got a business to run, uh, and uh, you know, and he's he's one hand drawing. So uh, it's absolutely it's, it's really tough right now, but we're we're trying to. Uh, get over the growing pains and find our way into the next, mm. the next yeah. step for for that that world. I love but we'll that. get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are what's your favorite part about owning your own business, and then what's your kind of least favorite part, biggest challenges that you face? Uh, the best part about it, as a creative brain, is I've created my own world mm. to express who I am as a human being. Uh, and seeing how it affects people uh, is a gift. You know, yeah. I, 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 part of my goal is to create memories for other people. And one of the things that you said about the peanut butter cold brew is you'll never forget the first time you had it. No, nope, it's true. That All means I've done yeah. my job, you know, and, and that's, that's the hope out there is I haven't had every chocolate chip cookie in the world, but I haven't had one like mine. And my hope with everything that we do on that menu is to create that moment where you remember the first time you had that chocolate chip cookie, that red velvet cake, that, uh, that cold brew. Uh, it's, it's a big responsibility and that's why it's not just about the desserts. It's about the whole yeah. thing. It's about the atmosphere. I do not ship. I do not deliver. I don't want you to get Uber eats, uh, drop off the Gideon's cookie at your front door. I want you to be in the warm embrace of the darkness yeah. that is Gideon's Bakehouse. I want you to talk to my team. I, I want to know if you watched the last episode of the last of us, you know, I, I, I want to, to, you're my community. It, no matter where in the world you're from, if you've come to yeah. Gideon's, you're part of that community. Again, another thing that's baked into the world of Disney yeah. is you want to feel like home when you're there. And I, I genuinely love that. So that is the greatest part of what I do is yeah. building community and being creative. And it, it, it gives me value and, and joy. The hardest part about what I do is that it's very personal. Mm. Yeah. And, and we live in a world now where in order to love one thing, you have to hate another uh, we live in a world where everything's rated and blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. And, and I run the social media by myself, so oh, I wow. get to see it all. Uh, and yeah. sometimes it hurts. I cry myself to sleep at night every once in a while. Uh, so, uh, you know, we have challenges in that, yes, the, the, the line at Gideon's can be longer than the line at, uh, for Rise of the Resistance sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's a big yeah. responsibility. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't want it, that to cause people to approach us with a chip on their shoulder because we're so popular. Mm. Uh, and that's just one of those challenges yeah. that I think everyone deals with in our kind of culture right now. Uh, I hope that even if you don't like what I do, if you love crispy cookies, you're going to hate Gideon's Bakehouse. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. But I hope that people at least appreciate the artistry, effort, the care that's gone into what we're trying to do. Uh, and not dismiss it so quickly. And I think if we get into that space, we're uh, we're, we're living in a in a better world. I love that. So it's a it's a higher philosophical 
thing that is my the hardest part of what I do yeah well those are the harder things right like yes the logistics and all that is tricky but that's what it is it's tricky Mm -hmm. it's not emotional it's not like what makes it hard is the emotion and your feelings and your life and your passion behind it so I totally I think we all get that yeah well a lot of my job is setting expectations so like just a couple days ago I made a post on social media uh, about a new candle that came out but I also took the moment to talk about why I don't ship and why I will not ship, uh, both logistically and personally. Yeah. And uh, and usually I'll do that every few months because it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And a post like that helps it calm down yeah. for a little bit, and then it builds and builds. And I'll have to post it yeah. every few months. But I don't. It's weird for me to think of Gideon's as a business it's very much an expression of me so i'm very transparent very open very accessible you know running the social media completely by myself means that you can dm me at any time with any question and we can talk and i will talk to you endlessly yeah I love that. It, like, like you said, it is personal, and it's. Yeah. I'm gonna send you a DM right now. <laughs> right? Send me a DM. I was, I'll get the pop up. <laughs> when are you gonna make orange yeah. cookies? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna send him a DM and say, "Hey, I'm gonna be there, Disney Springs, in two days. I need a gallon jug of peanut butter cold." I, I get that question a <laughs> you know lot too. You know, you know what's funny about that? Actually, my uh, sister, I, I had both of my little sisters. It was like their first trip away mm-hmm. from home you know and you know they're they're older now they're 18 and 20 but at the time they were 16 18 and my parents were all nervous about sending them away and they came down here and we went to the disney parks we didn't do anything crazy but we went to disney springs and i was like telling them about gideon's and they like they like my sister's I mean, they're teenage girls, so they're just obsessed with sugar. But, but naturally, they were like really excited, and they both drink a lot of coffee too. And my little sister had this peanut butter cold brew. I like turned around, and then I turned back, and it was gone. And I was like, "You didn't even enjoy it." But that's like what sixteen-year-olds yeah. do, you know? It's like you. Everyone tells you about this piece of pizza, and it's just gone. Yeah. Uh, but but she still to this day will send me a text every once in a while being like hey you want to ship me home some cold brew and I'm like i don't logistically know how to please do that. don't like, do I, that <laughs> please i can't figure out a good way to do that there is so none i just there is there, none no especially I, the peanut butter cold brew because it's real it's real it's not a reese's syrup yeah, yeah. uh we, we had actually joked uh, uh jared and i that uh, in our copycat culture, no one's copying that peanut butter cold brew because it's too hard to make. Mm-hmm. The Gideon's yeah, yeah. cookie is too hard to make. So the oils in that peanut will separate. And it's yeah, hard to get it to reincorporate. Yeah. So it, it, it's not a good scene to, to ship I can only imagine. peanut butter cold brew. <laughs> I don't even like it when people get it with no ice and save it for the next day. I'm like, oh, God, please don't do that. You're like, that's not what it's for. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think on the on the side of the bag, there's also instructions on the side of the bag, and it says cold brew. Just drink it. <laughs> Just drink it. Drink it. <laughs> drink it now, Don't please. try to be Thanks. clever. Just drink it. I love mm-hmm. it. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm going to be so excited <laughs> to be like, look. Just drink mm-hmm. it. Just drink it. Uh, if you could go back in time and tell younger Steve some advice, what would it be? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, not wait so long to, to bring on help, to let people help you. There you I go. I see a cat coming. That's Frankie. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I uh, in the first few years of of, of Gideon's, I, I worked open to close uh, seven days a week, uh, you know, eighteen hour days plus, yeah. uh, and I I did physical damage to my body, and that was dumb that I still deal with to this day. So I I I say that to a lot of a lot of younger small business owners that are just starting is whenever you can let people help you and take yeah. care of yourself. Cause yeah. you know, physically, emotionally, we're the, the, the most important tool in the box is you. So, uh, I, I I'm terrible at taking care of myself and I, and I'm trying to be better. You know, take a little yeah. break every once in a while. You know? yeah. yeah. That was my hour I... of pool relaxation today. <laughs> oh, hooray. Yeah. I tell, I just started telling Kristen and Jesse that, yep. you know what, I'm going to start, you know, asking you guys for some help with some things. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, Jared, we've been telling you to do that for, for months. Uh, whatever. Take a day they're off. smart. <laughs> I'm not as much, but it's okay. No, I, I gotta say, Steve, this is definitely one of our favorite episodes we've ever had. I, I will say one of the things that's really struck me on a personal note from listening to you talk about all of this is is your passion behind it because you know a lot of people who who open up a business and especially one as successful as Gideon's has gotten uh you know lines longer than Rise of the Resistance I love Star Wars but I'll wait in a longer line for for Gideon's (laughs) me too but all I'm saying is is like you know it's it's rare to to meet someone who who is as passionate about it now as you were, you know, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago. Like that's that's rare. And I think um, one of the things that struck me personally, and, and I'm sure Kristen and Jesse feel the same, is is the way you talk about it. it it's art, you know, and it's not just yeah. it's not just yeah. the artwork specifically. I mean, the actual art of making art of the cookies. cookies you know? Yeah. The fact that it took you seven years to come up with that peanut butter cold brew is why that is as good as it yeah. is. Like, and you know, and I think that's an important lesson for any of our listeners or viewers to to hopefully gravitate towards. If you're thinking about doing something, if you want to make something great, as Steve was talking about, like you don't want to just settle for for mediocrity. You want to strive for yeah. greatness, and and the the only way to do that is is to be relentless about it. So, so yeah, I, I hope, uh, I hope you, you know, firsthand, not just how much Mickey blog is a huge fan of Gideon's, yeah. but I can't even tell you how many people I have seen who are just obsessed with so it. Many. it. It's, it's wild. I, I, I was actually real quick. I was at Disney Springs outside of Gideon's a few weeks ago and there was this family visiting from France. And they were outside of the bakehouse and they saw this line, obviously wrapped down past Morimoto. And I was photographing the cookie and the and the coffee because I had to send it into our team because, you know, we're a Disney blog and we're going to write a review and we had posts and I was photographing it. And this, this French family, they were speaking, you know, the best English they could, but they uh, had some heavy accents and they said to me, they're like, they were like, oh, you know, what? what is this line? Like, what What? What are you photographing? Is that is that a uh, cake? And I was like, no, it's, it's cookie. It's it's just a big cookie. And uh, and I told them, like, get in line. It's worth it. And they were like, they're like, oh, I'm not sure. So they, they all got in line. Well, point is, the reason I bring up this story is about, like, an hour later, I was walking back out of Disney Springs and I saw them. And they all had their cookies in their hands. 
they're eating them. And the dad like pointed at me and he was like, he was like, best cookie ever. Like, thank you. Like he was like so happy that I told him to get back in line. So, so, so those, cute. those kind of stories are, are cool, you know? But again, that's Gideon's Bakehouse. And it, like it, it is a true community effort. Uh, I, one of the things that I love to hear the most is uh, people will talk about how they they always make a friend when they wait in line at Gideon's. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. And uh, and that's, I always that's do. really really special. Like the I don't deserve the credit for Gideon's at Disney Springs. That happened because the community lifted us up so much that we got on that radar. I couldn't have just pulled that up on myself. There wasn't all this madness going on at East End Market all the time. <laughs> it it wouldn't have been possible. So I, I, I love, I always tell the locals that that space is, is more theirs than mine. Oh, mm-hmm. I love except that. For the, nice except for the stuff inside. Those are my books. Those are, those are my books. <laughs> Take those books. I love it. I have one last fun question for you. Okay. Do you like Disney? Do you like a Disney character? What's your favorite Disney film and Disney park? Oh, wow. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm an animation junkie across the board. Me too. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 it, it shouldn't surprise you that I'm obsessed with, with all things Haunted Mansion. Game. Uh, <laughs> Back of my wall. It, it's to break down all the animation and the Pixar and everything is so, so challenging. Although I was just yeah. talking about mm-hmm. uh, my favorite uh, romance, uh, like rom-com <laughs> is Wally. Like that's just... A, a stunning film. It's amazing. But now Disney also romance. encompassing so many things. Like, what's my favorite Marvel movie? Right. Uh, which would be Captain America: Winter Soldier. I think is is there is just a, a, a perfect <laughs> film. I see Captain America on the wall back there, and don't get me started. But it is. Captain America was such a perfect transition from page to screen. And as a comic nerd, it was yeah. such a wonderful thing to see a character that did not change between those two worlds. So I really love that movie, and it's very accessible to anybody who just likes movies. It doesn't have to be yep. comic related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan as well. And the, the last uh, uh, <laughs> two episodes of, uh, of Star Wars Clone Wars is probably some of the best Star Wars content I've ever seen. So I'm always preaching to people they have to watch all there things Dave Filoni. So, I mean, I'm a nerd. I know my stuff. My, I, I still do all the interviews for my staff at, at Gideon's. And they're typically 60 to 90 minute interviews in all of our conversations are just about like, what's your favorite of these things? Cause these are the I things that it. we talk about in yeah, line, yeah. you know, and it's, it doesn't have to stick around just Disney. It can be, and yeah. what, what is your pop culture? I love knowing what people's individual pop culture is from music, you know, Japanese animation, anything, anything but sports. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> except I don't know anything about sports either. Yeah. I, I'm like, you just hmm. named, you just named my favorite Marvel film <laughs> and my two favorite animated like episodes of tv ever so that's great all right you know and i'm not just trying to get that gallon <laughs> i'm being serious <laughs> no but but yeah no i i think that's awesome and uh obviously a huge fan of dave filoni too um that's another podcast a, i know it's a whole other podcast. podcast yeah, yeah. don't d- chris and jesse know just don't let me start talking about star wars i'll never stop he'll never just, stop yeah. no. i think someone invited me on a, a podcast early on and they they uh, when uh disney springs first open 
and they, it was also like about Marvel. And I said, don't ask me comic book questions or it's going to be a three hour podcast. <laughs> and I think somewhere out there, there's, there's a podcast where I'm talking about Thanos for at least an hour and 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. He's one of my favorites. That's great. I love uh, that. man. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Steve, for, for coming on yes. uh, our podcasts and, and everything. Uh, Mickey Blog has grown and we're very lucky for that. Um, you know, we're, we have over 270,000 Facebook likes now, and, and so many of them, whenever we write a story on Gideon's, they always mention how much they love yeah. uh, Gideon. So, so much love. So yeah. definitely, definitely know how many uh, fans you have from, from our side of the coin, but we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, for all of you who are new to the Mickey Blog podcast, we hope you enjoyed this episode and everything like that. But before we fully wrap up, I do want to, you know, uh, ask you, Steve, like, you know, how can uh, people learn a little bit more about, obviously, yourself and and beyond just uh, going to Gideon's? But either way, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure if they, if you're saying you you run those social accounts, <laughs> then then I guess you're you're more accessible than people might yeah. think. Yeah, me and Gideon's are are one and the same. So just and and I tend to hit the character limit every single time I make a post on. <laughs> Uh, the Instagram, uh, which is only, I only post two or three times a month. I, I'm only going to post if I have something to tell you. I don't do cookie right. memes and all that uh, stuff. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, if you follow the social, you even read the comments. Uh, people get a kick out of the comments sometimes because I, can be, oh, yeah. I can be a little... I can smack back a little bit sometimes. But it's fun. All in fun. It's all good fun here. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But I really appreciate you guys well, having me, and, and I, I really want to thank everybody that's listening that has supported uh, Gideon's and really helped uh, put a spotlight on small local business on the international stage. Yeah. I think it's a really special thing that I, I'm, I'm, I hope just grows and grows and grows beyond me. Oh, yeah, it will. And it is. I mean, yeah. there's yeah, local really business, businesses everywhere. It's mm -hmm. seriously growing, and I love to see it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again, Steve. And for all of our listeners and viewers, uh, obviously, if you haven't had Gideon's, go get Gideon's. Go get Gideon's. It's, <laughs> we're not messing with you guys. It's That's pretty awesome. good. Uh, specifically, get the peanut butter cold brew. Okay. It'll change your uh, life. That's just from just a little tip from your friend, Jared. I love it. But uh, <laughs> thanks, as always, for supporting the Mickey Blog Podcast. Mm -hmm. We always appreciate you all. Uh, if you're new here, please do subscribe. Uh, all of our episodes come out in video format on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, we have lots of good episodes with great guests now, including this one right here. So feel free to check out some of our other episodes. And if you're on a platform where you can give us a review, we'd really appreciate it if you did. We always love seeing all of our reviews on Apple Podcasts and some of our platforms. So we appreciate reading them. It means a lot, makes it worth it. Uh, so we appreciate all the support as always. And until next time, thank you all so much. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.